Welcome to the GlobalTQM.com podcast, where we teach e-commerce business owners how to source the best products from China, negotiate with Chinese manufacturers, navigate Chinese business culture, and grow your business to seven figures and beyond. David Hoffman is the founder and CEO of GlobalTQM.com, your team on the ground in China. With over 25 years of experience doing business in China, David and his team at GlobalTQM.com have the know-how and experience to overcome any challenge you'll face sourcing and manufacturing in China. Hey guys, so um, welcome to the to the webinar. Um, we're really happy to have you join us. Just a quick rundown: if any of you are planning to travel to China in the next few weeks or months, um, you should really watch this. Um, just full disclosure, there are going to be some offers at the end, um, but regardless of the offers, there's great content in this webinar, and it's all free and extremely helpful. So we really just want to give that to you and encourage you to listen to it. Um, and having said that, I think let let's get on. So jumping straight into it, um, first question is: What are the best ways to prepare for a trade fair? We've got lots of them coming up now in October. And there's in April they get repeated. There's Hong Kong trade shows, there's China trade shows, a Canton trade show. So we thought, you know, let's give you some tips and tricks. And you know, I'm going to let Tom. Maybe why don't you jump in and tell us, um, kick it off. <laughs> Perfect. That's a good idea. Um, so yeah, let's talk about these trade fairs. Uh, there are going so many people, so many, so many people every every time to um, every every year. Uh, but it's interesting, I think, to be very well prepared, uh, especially if it's if it's the first time you're going to China, for example. I think it's uh, important. There are some things you, you maybe might not know, but can be really important. And, and let's kick into uh, uh, let's kick into it. Uh, the first point is get a good VPN. Uh, if you're traveling to China, uh, Google is not working. All related Google services like uh, Gmail um, and it's, it's not working. Uh, also social media. So it's important to get a good VPN so you can you can work as the way you, you're used to work and, and still use your Gmail, still use your Google to look up some supplier details, whatever. Um, so because if not, and you arrive there and do it in advance, because if you arrive there, um, you won't be able to um, to look it up anymore, to look for a good VPN and to inst install it. So do it in advance, install a good VPN. Uh, and you can work as you used uh, to work. And I think we can share uh, some uh, some good VPNs um, later on in the in the comments or. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's a great idea. We'll add some links to some good VPNs that work well in China. But guys, a lot of people coming to China don't realize you can't search things. A lot of apps don't work. A lot of access to websites is limited. So good VPNs are the best way to start. Um, the second important thing, of course, is transport. Um, Tom, maybe you can talk about Didi and taxis. Any tips and tricks there for us? Yeah, I think um, yeah, Didi um, Didi is actually the the Uber uh, app of of China. Uber is not working in in China, so I think it's very useful to install Didi uh, on your phone. Uh, just uh, look for it in the App Store, uh, and you can use it. Um, or use uh, you can also use normal taxis, which is fine. But if you are using a normal taxi, it is very important that you ask your hotel or uh, whoever can speak Chinese to write down the address where you want to go in Chinese, because a lot of these taxi drivers don't speak any English. So you're yeah. you're easily lost uh, if you're not well prepared. So um, know where you have to go. Uh, note down some some different addresses the way uh, the way where you go maybe to the fair or to a supplier you're going to visit 
but also uh, note down the address of your hotel to come back uh, because otherwise it can get really, really difficult uh, yeah. at times. Tom, that's such a great idea. Uh, what, what I always do is the minute I check into my hotel, um, I go to the hotel concierge and I always ask them to write the hotel address on a piece of paper for me in Chinese for the taxi. I've also do a bit of research, for example, the address of the showgrounds or any restaurants we want to go to or any foot massage places we want to go to. And what I do is I just snatch pictures of those addresses. I've got the English and Chinese on a piece of paper and I can snap it on my mobile phone. So as soon as I get into the taxi, I can just kind of flick through, find the image and show them exactly where they need to take me. It's, it's the simplest and most effective way to do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting there. It's smart to, to snap some pictures because sometimes if you're out there, you don't have any uh, internet connection and you want to look it up in your email or yeah. your notes, uh, but you're not connected to the cloud. And, and the drivers get pictures. impatient while you're searching as well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And always yeah. have it uh, written down in Chinese for sure um, because uh, some really don't. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's something simple, but it, it can be really important because it can, can make you lose a lot of time if you're not prepared well on this. Yeah, on that's this for sure. Um, that's but sure. getting to the, the next one, also preparation point, it's, uh, it's pre-register uh, for the big fairs and get your batch uh, in advance. Uh, it really depends on the fairs, how you have to pre-register. If you get a, a printed out batch or if you get a, a batch on a mobile app, because a lot of, of these fairs have a mobile app nowadays where you just have a digital batch. But go to the websites. It's very, 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 very clear uh, how you have to register. But do it in advance, uh, just filling your details and uh, you know how to get your batch. And I think even for the Canton Fair, it's, it's uh, mandatory to register in advance, but some other fairs it isn't. And if you enter these fairs, you always see um, a lot of people queuing uh, because they still have to register yes. at the at the fair, and I think it's a, it's a, yeah it's a lot of time because sometimes it's a half an hour. Oh, absolutely, Tom. It saves so much time just registering oh, in advance, to. and all the websites, as you correctly say, if you go to cantonfair.org or others, um, they really walk you through the registration process. I'll definitely download the apps because you get the digital maps as well and uh, digital electronic show guides for to find suppliers um, and their booth numbers um, and, and just the time saving of trying to do it at the fair is is, is worth it. Um, the other thing you get, which is very helpful, is when you register online, the, sh the fair will actually send you an invitation letter, which you can actually use as an official invitation for your visa application for when you're coming to China. So um, that's another really important reason to register in advance so that you can be granted your visa easily. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, and it's not always easy. So uh, start with it early enough to get your visa because uh, it, can, right. it might take some time. Um, okay, then um, um, homework, homework in advance and setting appointments. Uh, that, can be, that can be interesting. I think it's... it's it's important to um, select some suppliers in advance, go through the list of the suppliers that are exhibiting um, or go to your personal list and check who is going to exhibit at that fair and which supplier you really want to see. Um, because there are so many suppliers and of course, um, we will come to back to that later on. It's like uh, fairs are really good for inspirations, but try to yeah. stay focused as well and, 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 and prepare the suppliers you want to, you want to, to visit for sure. And then... Um, Look, look, uh, show map guide. It's like uh, try to get a map, which is really easy. You can find it in the app or you can find it at the trade fair and plan your route uh, as efficient as possible because you don't want to go 
from hole one to hole uh, five and back to hole one and back to hole four because you will be walking a lot. So try to find out the boot numbers, which is easy. Uh, and then plan the route of the, the supplies yeah. you definitely want to visit. I, I um, think, Tom, on, on, on that, uh, that that's um, great advice. And, and part of that planning in advance, as you say, emailing your suppliers or potential suppliers um, to ask them if they're exhibiting at the show and what their booth number is, it'll help you kind of identify, oh, which ones are in the same halls, and you can kind of cluster them together for those meetings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, indeed. You can also try to, to find, uh, book an appointment with a uh, supplier in advance or at this booth or maybe even uh, later on at night or uh, yeah. um, if, if you really want to talk in depth with, with him or her, uh, it's perfectly possible to uh, book an appointment in advance and it just also shows your interest. You don't have to do it, but if it's something, uh, someone you really want to speak, uh, um, it shows your interest and, and uh, yeah. you're not one of the, the, the hundreds or thousand people just passing by and, and, and just looking around a little bit. So it can be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, the next point is, is, is 100% related to it is wear comfortable shoes um, and not only shoes, but, but uh, as, we, as we said before, you will be walking a lot, even if you're prepared very, very well. Uh, these fairs are in general so huge, uh, so many halls, so many, uh, so many distance to cover. So you you will be happy you wear some comfortable shoes instead of your uh, very uh, nice uh, leather shoes uh, uh, for your suit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, no, you, Tom. Tom, and 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 I think just to put everybody's mind at rest. Um, I mean, I wear sneakers. Most people wear sneakers. You don't have to worry about being too formal or informal because they're meetings. Like trade shows is kind of this unspoken rule. Everybody's happy to wear sneakers and be casual because you're going to walk your feet off. Um, and especially if you're visiting China, what I strongly recommend, a great tip is ask your concierge, where's the best foot massage place? Because it's the best way to recover. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. It's lovely. It's true. <laughs> business cards, business cards. What, uh, what do we do with business cards, Tom? Yeah, it's um, it's a business card culture. Uh, it's a business card world, uh, let's say. Uh, so bring business cards for sure and bring a lot uh, because you will need them. Uh, you, you're just handing out business cards to everyone. It's just, just to hand it out. But at suppliers, boots, for example, some of the, I, I heard that some of the suppliers don't even want to give you a catalog sometimes uh, without having your business cards, without having your contact details. Um, so you, yeah, it's really the way of, of handing out your contact details uh, for suppliers yeah. to be able to contact you back. But also the other way around, uh, ask their business cards, uh, put them in your phone or whatever, uh, because it's it's uh, easier because you don't want to go and look it up later on and remember who did you talk to, or what yeah. was the name, because you will be so many people. And then another important maybe thing is because it's such a business card culture and uh, think really well about which uh, contact details you put on your business card. So if you don't want to be contacted by by phone, for example, don't put your phone number or, or put your WeChat. They put the preferred channel or the preferred channels you want to yeah. be contacted by. Um, and also, I, we, I heard some stories of people creating some completely new cards, uh, business cards for uh, these fairs uh, with another email address. Because you will be spammed as well on this email address uh, yeah. with a lot of information. Of Tom, I, I actually yeah. really recommend that. Um, you know, have, have an email address that's dedicated to your supplier communications um, because you don't want to end up with this cluttered inbox where you can't differentiate your clients versus your suppliers versus, you know, other things that might be important to you. You know, as this grows and you give out hundreds of cards over time, 
um, it really does become a minefield to manage. So if you get that right from the beginning, set up a dedicated email address to communicate with suppliers, you know, you can look at it when you need to and, and you know, keep the focus on other things um, when things get busy at your office. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it brings us to the to the next point, um, which we slightly covered with uh, with the suppliers, but uh, is um, uh, know which products you are looking for. Um, also, here I think it's very important that you have uh, an ID. You don't need to to know the exact product, but uh, have an ID in advance, especially if you're starting a new business. Um, and this can be important for uh, Amazon Amazon sellers. Um, um, like have an idea in advance uh, what you were looking for that you can go and, and look for it in a specific way. Uh, don't make your business plan at the fair. Of course, trade fairs are amazing, amazing for inspirations and you should get uh, a lot of inspiration out of a trade fair. Um, but try to, to somehow separate it, Let's uh, I would say, like uh, know in advance which suppliers you want to visit, which kind of products you're sourcing for, look it up in advance, uh, which areas in the trade fair these products can be found, go to these spots, and afterwards, if you ha still have time uh, or even plan half a day or a day, to just the inspirations day and to look around, go to spots you don't really, um, 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 yeah, are not that 100% interesting for your product, but can be uh, interesting for inspirations. Um, yeah. So, but be, be focused somehow because otherwise you will, you will get lost in the, in the, the in enormous uh, forest of uh, all the yeah. suppliers, I think. No, you're right, Tom. And, and that kind of leads into the next two points, which is about actually taking notes digitally and saving them to the cloud and taking a power bank with you to the trade shows um, because, because you need to take so much information and record so much information, you're definitely going to run out of power at some point. So carry a nice yeah. power bank around for your phones or tablets. And, um, you know, the easiest way to make notes literally is to take a picture of the booth, the booth number, the business card of the company, and to make notes in the catalogs with prices or information and take snapshots of that. Um, of course, if you've got apps to do that for you, which, of course, show sourcing do have, it's even better. But uh, it's the easiest way to visually go back and, um, you know, to, um, pick up and find what you found or what inspiration you had. A lot of times I see so many people that walk through a trade show and everybody thinks they're going to remember everything. It's just too hard. So having a good visual way to log that information kind of lets you flick back on the journey um, at, a, at a later stage. Yeah, for sure. That's, that, that's an important point. I think it can be uh, at a later stage. Um, just snap a lot of pictures because it's, it's, as you say, it's easy to remember the products because you will be uh, products or even persons or even boots. Or, um, but also it can be very important to communicate afterwards with your supplier if you want to uh, have a question about a product and you have the product picture. Um, you can tell them, you can send them the product uh, picture and you can, for example, draw a little bit on the, on the product picture about the details of the product you want to change or you want to ask, is this in another color available? If you don't have pictures, the communication becomes a lot, a lot harder. Um, so yeah, I yeah. think it's important to, for your memory, um, take pictures of products and, yeah. and everything. And also, yeah, the digitization, it's just, um, we all know we, we have an app for that, but in general, there are different ways to take digital notes, but it will save you so much time after a fair if, if it's already in yeah. the cloud, if it's already in the system. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that in detail. You, you're, you're right. Um, we can do a yeah. whole segment on that, which we'll, we'll add in here. That's critical, yeah. I think. 
Um, and then some of the last three tips, which maybe Tom, you can run through them. I think they, they, they're very valid points and maybe simple things that yeah. are overlooked sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is don't afternoon at that, or at least not your first visit because uh, the last afternoon or the last day, um, uh, some suppliers already start to break down their stands, their boots. Uh, they're not really, if they had a good fare, they're not really in a, in a mode anymore of, of giving or, or yet like, uh, they're in breaking down mode. So, uh, and you, you won't see as much products as you could on the first, uh, days. So, um, um, definitely try not to go the, on the first, uh, the last afternoon because it, it can be not the full experience. And it would yeah. be I, I, I also find, Tom, that um, often like the last day, you know, especially if they had a good show, some of the key personnel, whether it's the boss or the head of sales, um, they just kind of disappear. They feel content. They've met their key suppliers and then they leave it to junior staff. So I would say like the last afternoon on the last day is really the least productive time. In fact, I use it as a good time just to wander around and get inspiration ideas where I'm not really seriously looking for anything. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think the last two points are kind of related to each other. Like, um, I think in general, it means like start doing your, your post, uh, fair work as, as soon as possible. And the, the first is like go through your par- uh, products, uh, straight after a trade uh, show. It is, as we said, it's a good place to get inspirations. It's a good place to get new uh, product ideas and get as many as you want. But make the first, uh, the first election straight after the the, the, the straight show, uh, trade show. Maybe already in your hotel room at night. Go to these all these products you found and, and make the first selection to kick out the products that you uh, don't really need or, or don't want to continue with. It will save you a lot of time afterwards when you come back to the office. Um, and yeah. then the, the other one is like uh, send out uh, RFQs as soon as possible uh, after a trade fair. You can also even do it um, in the, on the same night, for example, or even uh, if you're at the boot um, through our app, for example, you can you can send an RFQ uh, from the app straight away. Uh, but it will get you ahead of competition because you you know there are so many people uh, visiting these trade fairs. There are yeah. so many people uh, in the weeks after opening up their laptops and and going That's to send out. That's such a great point. Things. Yeah, Tom, that's such a great point is, is that a, a lot of people that are successful at this, the efficiency of following up after a show is kind of the make or break of if the show was worth it. And, you know, there's hundreds, if not thousands of people seeing the same products or visiting those booths. And I think the quicker you get your query out to the factory and you get the information back on all the literature, you can make decisions faster. And it just kind of builds this reputation and trust with the manufacturer where they feel Oh, you're responsive, you're quick, you're serious. So I think, you know, after every trade show, if you can get those emails out to those suppliers that you kind of prioritize and very interested, um, I think you'll find you start developing better relationships and you'll be a lot more successful. Um, leaving it to the end when you get back after the show, you know, you get too busy, you forget things, things slip, and, and believe me, your competition are doing it already. So yeah. you want to be the first. And I love your idea of actually even sometimes, you know, taking a break after the meeting and just quickly sending them out an email to just kind of summarize what you want. It's done. It's there. Um, I, I like that. That's great advice. It's also out of your mind, I think, somehow. Uh, it helps because Absolutely. there's so many tasks to do. If, if some are, the boxes are ticked off and it's out of your mind, it, it opens up some space to think about other Pro- stuff. Uh, Productivity yeah. 101. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, great, Tom. That's that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, 
So guys, that's the best way to prepare for trade fair, some tips and tricks, and we will put some links in the notes to, yep. to help you and accommodate you. Thank you for listening to the globaltqm.com podcast. So you don't miss a single episode, remember to subscribe to our show on iTunes. We'd also be very grateful if you'd leave us an honest rating and review. And don't forget to download your free gift, our ebook on China sourcing for startups at globaltqm.com slash gift.